This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. Welcome to the Subway to Shea podcast, holiday edition. Anthony Rivera here with you discussing all the news and happenings surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea, and you can listen to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Casts. It's the holiday season, everyone. Christmas is only a few days away, and I have my Christmas wish list for what I would like to see put under my Christmas tree from Uncle Stevie, Sandy Alderson, and Jared Porter. And I asked you guys on Twitter to leave me messages on who you would like to see the Mets leave under your Christmas tree. So I'm going to be playing, I got one message this time around, we're just trying it out, just testing this out. So I got one message that I'm going to play a little later on in the show. But first, I'm going to talk to you about what I would like to see done. And obviously, we need a center fielder. We need starting pitching. We still need relief pitching. And if somehow we can get some defense up the middle, maybe with a bat to play in the infield, that would be great as well. When I was thinking throughout this whole process of what the needs were of the Mets post now James McCann, because the Mets signed him, I was thinking to myself, it's between the center fielder and starting pitching. Center field was rough last year with Brandon Nimmo, and as much as I like him, I really would like to see him be shifted to left field. I think that position is best for him. And when it comes to starting pitching, we all know what happened in 2020. One of the worst pitching staffs in baseball. And, you know, a lot of it was unfortunate. You know, Jacob deGrom was almost by himself. We didn't have Marcus Stroman. He opted out of the season. Noah Syndergaard lost him to Tommy John. Basically, Rick Porcello and Michael Waka were non-existent. But we did get to see the rookie, David Peterson. So it was basically, the rotation was basically just DeGrom and Peterson. That can't happen in 2021. It cannot. So I was trying to weigh what I wanted more. Since the offseason began, I kept going back and forth between, do I want the center fielder? Do I want the starting pitcher? Do I want Springer? Do I want Bauer? And I feel now both are very important needs. And they have to be addressed this offseason. But can we get both? That's the big question. I think we can. I think we can get George Springer and Trevor Bauer. Now, if that happens, great. If it doesn't happen, I think there's other options to go out there. Now, to break down which player we need next, whether it's Springer or Bauer, because those are the two 
best players at their position at this time. I had to break down the center field list of players, and the same thing with starting pitching. What was the gap between the players? Is it a significant downgrade from George Springer to, let's say, a Jackie Bradley Jr.? Is there a significant downgrade between Trevor Bauer and uh, Jake Odorizzi or Masahiro Tanaka? And when it came to that, I thought that George Springer was by far the best center field option you can get. And he is a significant upgrade from what Jackie Bradley Jr. would bring to the table. And then you look at starting pitching. Is Trevor Bauer really that much better than a Masahiro Tanaka or Jake Odorizzi? And I thought that he was closer to those pitchers than George Springer and Jackie Badley Jr. being as close to each other. So my thought is I would like the Mets to get George Springer first. And I know that's what every Met fan is interested in. They need to get this center fielder and solidify the outfield. Now, you would have either Dom Smith or Brandon Nimmo platooning left field because we don't know if we're going to have the DH. You'd have George Springer in center field. And then you would have Michael Conforto in right field. Now, George Springer's numbers definitely offensively have been a whole lot better. He's been a whole lot more consistent than Jackie Bradley Jr. Another thing he brings to the table over Jackie Bradley Jr. is he's a right-handed bat, and we desperately need right-handed hitters in the lineup. You know, all we have right now is Pete Alonzo. Now we have James McCann, but we also have J.D. Davis. And then that's pretty much it, because if you shift over Jeff McNeil to second base, he's a lefty. Ahmed Rosario, we don't know if he's going to start at shortstop. It could be Andres Jimenez, and he's a lefty. So this lineup is very left-handed, and we need to switch that. We need to get a right-handed bat in the lineup who plays great center field, and I think we can all agree that that is George Springer. Now, who knows how long George Springer is going to last out in center field. Right now, he is... 31 years old, he'll be 32 next September, but I think we could get a good couple years out of George Springer in center field. We did it with Curtis Granderson, obviously he switched over to right field, but he did play center field a lot of the times too. So I think George Springer can handle it out there at City Field. So first, we need to sign George Springer. That should be the top priority of the New York Mets right now, signing George Springer. It'll solidify the outfield and then move into starting pitching. Now, I thought that Trevor Bauer, as good as a year he had, and winning the Cy Young on a contract year, no less. But if you look at his stats, let's look at his stats in 2019, he went 9-8 with a 3.79 ERA with Cleveland before he was traded to the Cincinnati Reds, which then he went 2-5 with a 6.39 ERA. 2018, he was 12-6 with a 2-2-1 ERA. 
2017, 17 and 9 with a 4.19 ERA. He was 12 and 8 in 2016 when the Cleveland Indians went to the World Series. So his ERA has been right around 4, definitely better than what we have. But if the Mets don't sign him, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, considering all the needs that we have. Obviously, the, the reason why we didn't go after JT Realmuto, and Sandy Alderson will say that it's because he wasn't ready to sign yet. And that's a big part of it. But I do think that he would have limited how much resources we had to move on to other players. And I feel like maybe Trevor Bauer could be that same way too, unless he takes a short-term deal. But I would think, especially with Stroman and Syndergaard coming off the books next year, because we don't know if they're going to resign them, that signing Bauer to a longer-term deal is a smarter move. But is he better than Jake Odorizzi? Is he better than Masahiro Tanaka? We know Jake Odorizzi was hurt. One thing that we do know about Jake is that he pitched under the now pitching coach of the New York Mets, Jeremy Hefner, and that's how they brought in Trevor May. So maybe Jake Odorizzi comes, and maybe signing Jake Odorizzi allows us to sign another another starting pitcher. I wouldn't mind seeing Masahiro Tanaka in a Mets uniform. One thing you do is you take him away from the Yankees. Which I know we're not trying to, you know, compete with the Yankees. But Masahiro Tanaka has pitched in New York. Pitched well in New York. He doesn't have to be the ace. He'll be maybe the third or fourth starter in the rotation. His only issue is his arm. How bad is his injury to his arm? Will he need surgery eventually? We don't need any more pitchers that are hurt. But if he's healthy... He's a really good pitcher. So having Masahiro Tanaka on the team, I wouldn't mind either. But what about Tomoyoki Sagano? And I'm not the biggest proponent of going after pitchers in Japan or going after players in Japan, especially after how uh, Toyoshi Shinjo turned out and how Kazmatsui turned out. I'm not the biggest proponent of going after pitchers or players in Japan. But with the way the Mets are going to be scouting now and how the hierarchy is with the general manager and how he's going to bring in his scouts, and I just feel more confident of them going after international players than I really did with Jeff Wilpon in charge. So Tomiyoki Sagano will probably be an option for the Mets this year. He had a down 2019 season with a 3.89 ERA. That's better than half of our rotation. But in 2020, he had a 1.97 ERA. We'll take that too. Could he be the piece? Could they take him over Trevor Bauer? It's possible. I'm still on the mind frame that I want to see Trevor Bauer come over. But if they don't sign him, and let's say they get two other starting rotation pieces... I wouldn't be upset about that. I wouldn't be upset about that at all. Now we go into the bullpen. And I know they got Trevor May. I know they re-signed a lot of pieces to the minor league deals, like a Jeremy Blevins. But we could still use more pieces in the bullpen. 
Look who's out there. Brad Hand, Justin Wilson, and Liam Hendricks. Three quality pitchers for the bullpen. We all know what Wilson has done. He's been in the Mets for the last couple of years, and he's pitched well. Brad Hand, a surprise release from the Cleveland Indians. Also a lefty, which we need left-handed pieces for the bullpen. That should be the priority in the bullpen. But also you got Liam Hendricks, the closer for the Oakland A's. How can you say no to him? I would definitely not mind seeing any of those three, even a combination of two in our bullpen. Any way that we can start fading out the uh, Jerry's Familias of the world, you know? kind of tired of seeing him in there and we don't know if we can count on it with Diaz or Dylan Batanzas or Brad Brock we don't know if we can count on them the more pieces you get for the bullpen and then maybe Seth Lugal can finally get his opportunity in the rotation maybe that's one less person to worry about in the rotation or maybe you're a guy who likes Seth Lugo in the bullpen either way it gives us options and that's something that the Mets have lacked for a long time. Why they've struggled so much is they have not had the proper options in the major league level. So now from the bullpen, we can go into the infield. Obviously, I want to see Jeff McNeil at second base. I don't want him at third. I don't want him in left field. I want him at second base. That's his position. That's where he needs to be. This was a gift, if you could say, that Robinson Cano got suspended. Because if he wasn't suspended, you have three players that would probably be platooning in left field. And then you would have Jeff McNeil going from left to second to third. And it's just not right. Let him play second base. He should be the starting second baseman. Now, the big factor here is where does DJ LeMayhew play into this? Now, I saw on Twitter that the Mets have talked to his agents and, you know, people think that he's not going to resign with the Yankees. I'm not too sure about that yet. There's really been no movement when it comes to players in this free agency. Besides James McCann, besides Charlie Morton, there really hasn't been much. Where does DJ LeMahieu play into this? For me, it's if we're going to sign him, it's to play third base. Maybe spell Jeff McNeil at second base a few times, but I want him at third. I don't want anyone blocking Jeff McNeil from playing at second base. We need his bat in the lineup every single day. And if you could get DJ LeMahieu to play third, maybe I'll take a flyer on that. But let's remember, DJ is going to be 33 years old in July, and he wants a five-year deal. Putting him at 38 years old when the contract's over. Will he still be this hitting machine that he is right now? Do we want a player at that age manning third base? I don't know. I, I really don't know. But if he's not going to play third, then I really don't want him. I feel that there are other options and other ways to go about it. I kind of want to see what this roster here can do. 
with Jeff McNeil at second, and maybe Andres Jimenez playing short. And what about J.D. Davis playing third? Can he improve on his defense? We know one thing. If he doesn't hit this year, his defense becomes even bigger and bigger of an issue. He had a good 2019. That was probably Brody Van Wagenen's best move of his tenure in the Mets, bringing in J.D. Davis, because he had a stellar year in 2019. He took a little backseat on offense in 2020. He had rough time in the field. But are we ready to give up on him just yet? Can he improve? Do we want to see him improve? Are we going to wait to see him improve? And I know people want to trade. I know there are a lot of people that want to make trades. I am of the mindset right now that I don't want to make any trades this offseason. I know the names are out there. I know it's big. But our farm system was depleted the last two years because of an incompetent general manager. I don't know if I want to risk trading away what we have left just at this moment, especially if Steve Cohen is ready to spend. Maybe they wait during the midseason. Maybe at the trade deadline they make a deal. But right off the bat to start the season, I don't know. I just I just don't know. Well, there you have my Christmas wish list. I want a center fielder. I want it to be George Springer. Then we can move on to starting pitching. And whether it's Trevor Bauer, Odorizzi, Tanaka, or even uh, Sagano, I don't think you could go wrong with any of them. Then when it goes to a reliever, any combination, Brad Hand, Justin Wilson, Liam Hendricks, would be great. And the infield, if DJ LeMayhew, if we can sign him and bring him in, that would be great. I know Yankee fans would be angry. I know that that would definitely reinvigorate this Subway series that's kind of been lacking over the last decade. But I don't think DJ is a priority. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, I mentioned that I had a message, and if you go on anchor.fm, you can leave me a message anytime, and I'll do my best to play it. Now, we just are starting this out. I'm just testing it right now, but I did get a message um, about what you would want to see put under your Christmas tree from the Mets this year. What players do you want on this team? And I got this message I'm going to play right now, and then we're going to discuss it. So here we go. This is Old School Student at JKD Boxer 69. Mets payroll is currently $155 million. I want them to get Springer for $25 million. I want them to get Bauer at $30 million. Brad Hand at $10 million. Liam Hendricks at $13 million a year. That's a total of $233 million. Only $23 million over the luxury tax. That's pennies for Mr. Cohen, who has a billion-dollar art collection. I've been a Mets fan since the 70s. I cut school in 1986 to go to the parade. I will happily travel from Florida to go to another parade. Let's go, Mets. It's about time we become the big dogs. Old school student at JKDBoxer69 on Twitter. My dude giving you the numbers, giving you the contract and salary numbers, telling you what he wants. We're kind of on the same page of who we want on this team. The only thing that I will 
I don't want to say disagree with, but the only thing I want to make aware of is mm, it might be, yes, it might be 20 million over the luxury tax. And yeah, Steve Cohen could just pay it. But do we want to do that right now? We got to remember, Michael Conforto's contract is up at the end of the year. We're going to have to try to resign him and his agent is Scott Boris. So you know it's going to be some kind of mega deal to keep him. Who else is going to be a free agent after this year? Noah Syndergaard. Are we going to have to sign him into a big contract, especially if he pitches well when he returns in June? And then you also have Marcus Stroman. He's also going to be a free agent. What if he has a great year? And those are three players that if they have really good years, you're going to want to bring them back. So as easy as it is to just say, give this guy this much money, give this guy that much money. And I do agree. I do want those players. I don't know if we're going to get all four of them, especially with with George Springer and Trevor Bauer are going to command. It might not be as easy as said, but I do think it's possible. But we just have to be aware of who is going to be free agents at the end of the 2021 season. Just wanted to make everyone aware of that. But thank you, old school student at JKDBoxer69 on Twitter. It's always good talking with you on Twitter. And I thank you for leaving the message. And anybody, if you want to leave me a message, you can do so. Go to anchor.fm. I've left the link a couple times on Twitter, but you just click on the message. You can leave me a voicemail and I'll likely play it on the show and we'll discuss. Moving on to trades in which I already said that I have not been a big proponent of this offseason, but Sandy Alderson was on the fan and he was asked about trades. And this is a great tweet by Tim Healy. He kind of, you know, summarizes it. He goes, Sandy Alderson said on the fan that he expects to be involved in the trade market, particularly for players who have big contracts like a Nolan Arenado or one year of team control players like Francisco Lindor, where the prospect cost should be low. Right now, he calls the recent buzz around them speculative. And the recent buzz has been that these teams are trying to entice the Mets in making these deals. Obviously, they know Steve Cohen's new to the game. He's got a lot of money and they want to capitalize on it. I, for one, not that interested at the moment. I told you I want the farm system to be replenished first before we make any deals. Especially when we have all this money to spend, we should stick to spending the money right now, especially for this year. Maybe at the tread deadline, if the Mets are really close to being that one team away, they're having a great year, they make that move that's going to put them over the top to make the playoffs, then we do a trade. Now, when it comes between Nolan Arenado and a Francisco Lindor, let's say they are enticed in these deals, there's a lot of positives and there's a lot of negatives. Both Nolan Arenado and Francisco Lindor are great players. I do feel that Francisco Lindor has one up on Nolan Arenado for me. I would go with Lindor, but he's a free agent after this year. 
maybe the Mets can make a trade where they're not trading as many prospects to get him, but Cleveland's going to want a lot of prospects, especially with a talent like Lindor. And if the Mets aren't going to do a sign and trade and extend him, then sorry, no Lindor. Especially when next year's free agent class includes Trevor Story, Corey Seager, Javier Baez. That's some really good shortstops coming out next year. Now why waste it on one year of Lindor when you can also get him through free agency? When it comes to Nolan Arenado, my biggest issue with him is that he plays in Colorado and his splits from home and away aren't the best. Do I want that? I don't know. I mean, DJ LeMayhew ended up being a great player out of Colorado. I don't know if that's the route I want to go with Nolan Arenado, though. Especially when he has an opt-out in his contract. Maybe if they were able to get rid of the opt-out and he wants to stay with the Mets, maybe I would make that deal. But I just don't know. Right now, I'm staying pat. There's also going to be pitchers available via trade. Blake Schnell, Luis Castillo, and guys, don't worry, I'm not talking about the Luis Castillo that used to play on the Mets. I'm talking about the pitcher from the Cincinnati Reds. Also, Sonny Gray, another pitcher from the Cincinnati Reds. But am I ready to make a big move for a starting pitcher? Am I ready to give up the plethora of shortstop talent for a guy that's going to be pitching every fifth day? And especially in baseball right now, where Tommy John surgery or an arm injury to this pitcher could you know derail their career, it's so prominent nowadays. It already happened to Matt Harvey. Look at what happened to him. Noah Syndergaard, we don't know how he's going to do coming back. I don't know if I'm ready to trade everyday talent for a pitcher that comes in every fifth day. I just don't know. Maybe if we're close, like I said, at the trade deadline, we need one more pitcher to get us over the hump. Then maybe we do it. Obviously, Blake Schnell and Luis Castile, the great thing about them is that they have team control. But how much will we have to give up? Because of the team control. These are things that we're going to have to think of this offseason. And into the year as well. So for that, at the moment, I'm going to hold off on trades. Stick to free agency. And that's where I think the Mets are suited best. Let Steve Cohen. Let Sandy Alderson. Let Jared Porter. Do what they got to do this offseason through free agency. I won't disagree if they listen to trade ideas, but I think once we build on this team, especially through the draft this coming season, I think we'll have a bigger picture of players that we could trade, especially from the minors. But for now, stick to free agency. Before we get off the air, uh, Mets note, the Mets and Noah Syndergaard avoid arbitration. He's going to make $9.7 million in 2021. Now, He's probably not going to return till late May, early June. June is the best bet coming back from the Tommy John surgery. And I want him to take it easy. I know he's 
chomping at the bits to get on the mound. And I know the Mets can't wait to get him back on the mound, but I want him to be healthy. I want him to be strong and I want him to be injury free. So that wraps up the Subway to Shape podcast this week. I want to wish all the Met fans out there and all the listeners of the show a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea. You can listen to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. For Anthony Rivera, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I'll talk to you next week. Let's go Mets.